This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Julian Speroni Whole Radio. Good evening and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Homesdale Radio. Brilliant strike, short scandal. Puts Crystal Palace in front from absolutely nothing. Driven in and a wonderful strike by Dean Moxie. Boxing as well to put it back into the danger area. This is Jermaine Easter and that's a wonderful finish. Hi everyone and thanks for joining us uh, again this week. And, uh, I've got a go with me today. I've got Mark Ross and I've got Nick Gillard or Nick Gusset as he's also known. I keep forgetting. I can't reveal his real name. Uh, just to uh, to start you off, just to let you know the contact details. We've got. Uh, Twitter is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Make sure you include at whole radio with your message. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash whole radio. We'll pick up any messages there. You can give us a call a bit later on on 0208 123 1646. Pretty much anything you like this week within reason, serial thriller. Because the, um, you know, obviously there's no game to review this week, so we've uh, pretty much got an open forum later on. And uh, if you want to email us, it's radio at homestale.net. Um, before I talk to the guys, I just want to mention the uh, ticket giveaway. There's two tickets available to a Category B game of your choice. Um, we've been handing out cards with some numbers on, and we've also been issuing numbers on email. If you want a, uh, a number for the raffle, do email us. It's radio at homesdale.net, and Mikey will send you a new number, and we'll be doing the draw later uh, later on. Last week it was number five, and number five was not claimed. So the uh, the, the tickets will roll over until someone does does claim those. Um, this week we have uh, an interview with Wes Fodringham later on, and we've also got a Wes Fodringham themed. Uh, it's almost like a game show thing really it's quite entertaining in some ways but you'll be the judge of that um, 
And also, we're going to talk to uh, Tim Hodge, who's a co-editor of thescratchingshed.com, and he's uh, he's a Leeds fan. We're going to talk to him about the upcoming game on Saturday, which uh, which we're all looking forward to because um, it's been a while. It seems international break does uh, does take the edge off somewhat. So uh, let's have a have a quick chat with Nick and find out what he's been up to. Nick, being a teacher, you're uh, you're back to school today, were you? I'm really, really miserable that we're back, but hey ho, six weeks off in a row, you know, you can't really grumble at that. And uh, it's it's nice to kind of enjoy the um, the one evening match we had and actually have a bit of a drink afterwards without knowing that you've got to go back to work after. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, back to the grind. Or the uh, and what age group is it you teach? This year I'm teaching year three, so that's seven and eight year old. So. No, that's not too bad. So you know, at least they're not going to get that violent with you yet. No, um, no, no. All right, good stuff, mate. And you obviously you've missed Palace in the international break, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you did the season comes and then you're all excited and then suddenly it stops again and you. Oh, yeah, watch the England game. Can they be bothered? Can I be bothered? Yeah, what's this blue all about? Where's that come from? You know. Yeah, that's an interesting subject. I mean, obviously the England game—it just—it's just not the same anymore. I used to get excited about England games. But I suppose if I go, if I go to Wembley, I do. But it's yeah, different. It's an interesting subject. Uh, Mark, you're lurking in the background there. How have you been? Evening, Chris. Evening, listeners. There, yeah, I've uh, jogging along, as they say, jogging along. <laughs> Starved of Palace, obviously, for the last week or so. But um, yeah. glad there's a game this weekend, anyway absolutely yeah okay good stuff mate well i mean any exciting events happened to you this week or has it has it been the standard uh standard <laughs> stuff not getting well, it for not having a job i wouldn't do that uh, i'd be rude if i did that says i haven't got a job oh yeah that was your job yeah that's yeah, right. after I, after i leave here <laughs> yeah, but, okay. uh, well, yeah i'm gonna um usually i basically i come to you guys for some stories um and then we just move on but i've got some things to talk about this week and um first is i i, I had the pleasure of going to see um and did you, did you guys are old you remember the band pulp don't you yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah i was lucky like, enough to, go on. i don't like go. that phrase old but i'll live with it <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes of my life was not bothering to go to Jarvis's 40th birthday party when I had an invite because oh, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> That's an unbelievable, man. That man is a legend. I have to say, I mean, I was I wasn't massively into their music when I was when I was younger, but absolutely blew me away. And I tell you, I'm only I'm I'm 31 and I feel old. And then just to see that guy, he's just I think he's just coming up to 48, jumping around on speakers. Yeah, he's wearing a suit. He's insane. Anyway, um, that was that was one thing I, I got up to this week, which was which was exciting. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk only to you thirty-one. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> very, very hard life. What did your That's... parents do to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. It's another show. Yeah, it's Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. Um, no, I was yeah. And, and the other thing I want to talk about, guys. I don't know if you you drive, um, or you. Ha- I mean, obviously you've been in cars. So you know the air conditioning system, right? So it, it, you can get, you can select it so it can go cyclical, so it just recycles the air, right? So yeah. I've got that going on, and you know I've had a bit of a dodgy stomach today, so I had a bit, you know, let let a let a uh, airborne toxic event out, and um, unfortunately it went into the air conditioning system. Um, very difficult to get rid of. You ever experienced that? The best thing to do for that, actually, because I had I had a friend who um, spilt 
or had a load of curry powder put into his radiator for a joke <laughs> like you do when you're 17. Yeah, and yeah. the thing that got rid of it was actually a bay leaf. Oh, really? <laughs> bay leaf? Yeah, the, a bay leaf in your radiator. Don't say, don't say you don't learn things on this show. Well, exactly. There you go. I'll be getting the uh, the bay leaf out for the next time that happens. I tell you, it's weird. Have you got the windows open, blast through the air, completely clear the car, windows back up, and it comes back again. It's very you know unsettling. What, uh, do you know what the main constituents of, uh, uh, or the composition of flatulence? <laughs> do you, do you, I do. Yeah, you I mean, do, it's, do you? Yeah, it's, oh, go on, it's, then, yeah, it's, it's the particles of excrement, isn't it? No, because um, if it was... No, it's, it's nitrogen. It's nitrogen. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. constituent of it, yeah. Well, it's oh, a that's... primary gas, yeah. We're learning, this aren't an, we? This is an educational show as well, you see. We like yeah. to sort of, you know... And then uh, a bit any... of hydrogen, a bit of carbon dioxide, a bit yeah. of methane, Ooh. you know. Anyone would think we didn't uh, have anything to talk about. Okay. But we have. We've got plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, okay, we look, before we, just before we move on... I'd do want to remind people that if you do want one of those uh, raffle numbers email us radio at homesdale.net for your your number and also uh, give us a call a bit later on on 0208 123 1646 we're going to go and have a quick break for news in brief right now and when we come back we'll hopefully be talking to tim hodge from the scratching shed.com about the leeds game all the latest news from around selhurst park this is news in brief Palace utility player Alexander Ndai has left the club. The Frenchman, 21, was sent out on loan to Southend for the season after falling out of favour at Palace, but has since returned and had his contract torn up. Southend Vice President Neil Harris said, There have been a few other issues and it does seem like Alexander Ndai, or Big Dave as we call him, will be heading back to Crystal Palace, which is a shame because his loan spell here hasn't really worked out the way everyone hoped it would. I'm not too sure what's happening with his future at the moment, but he's a really nice guy and I hope he manages to go somewhere else and get games because that's what he needs most. Over to you, Nick. Leicester player Tungchev has extended his stay at Palace until the 5th of November. The 30-year-old initially joined Palace on the 5th of August for a 28-day loan and has made four appearances for the Sellers Park outfit. His form has persuaded Palace to extend the deal and also end him a recall to the Bulgaria squad. We've also signed Peter Ramage on loan from QPR until the 15th of January next year. The 27-year-old defender joined the Eagles on a 28-day loan on the 5th of August and has made five starts for the club, who have made their best league start in five years. News in brief. Brief. <laughs> that outro is just insanely long. I can't. I just cannot handle it. Okay, welcome back. We're uh, we're joined on the line by uh, Tim Hodge, who's the co-editor of thescratchingshed.com uh, and a, uh, a staunch Leeds fan. Hi, Tim. Hi, fellas. You alright? I'm not too bad at all, mate. Um, just let you know, we're going to go through probably sort of five items. I'd say mainly looking towards uh, our game on Saturday. But uh, if I start you off, we're talking about your your results so far. It's not been the uh, the best of starts for you, and I, I'm pretty surprised by that, really. Um, I mean, obviously, first game of the season done by Southampton. Did, did you see that one? Well, not to the extent they did us over. Um, I knew they were. I knew they were good. We've got some good players. They're better than a legal on size, that's for sure. Mm. But um, the like the, it was just an annihilation. We have nothing on them. I, so I was expecting a bit more of a fight, a bit more of a performance, but uh, Yeah. 
I mean, uh, that's really what, where I was going because obviously we've seen uh, Brighton come up and, and do do very well as well as Southampton. Do those guys do look above, you know, pretty much above the level that they came from? Do you think? Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, it's obvious that it's, there's not much difference between the top of League One and even the top of the Championship. We look like yeah. Norwich getting back to back promotions, um, and Southampton and Brighton are doing a similar thing. So there's there's a fair. They're obviously yeah. decent sides there coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we saw Norwich do it uh, last season as well, which was, um, yeah. you know, now they've they've got their reward in the Premier League. Um, okay, well, it's so obviously moving on on from Southampton. I know you you stuffed Hull. I mean, we we managed a, a one nil sort of scrape up there, but you well and truly thrashed them. I wasn't massively impressed with Hull. What did you think? Um, well, I wasn't at that game, but yeah, um, the Hull are. A- Hull are a weird one. They've got they've got the capabilities to be up there, but they just don't seem to perform. It's like we've we've had decent results against them the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, they just they just haven't got it back together since coming down from the Premier League. Mm. No, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, you played uh, one of the relegated sides, West Ham, a, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, that was televised that game, and you've got you've got we're moaning about that. You've got a lot of televised games. We've got none. I think you've got seven yeah. before Christmas. But I suppose yeah. there we go. That's, that's life, isn't it? But I mean, that's a, it's a great moment getting a, a last minute goal. We experienced that against Coventry. Well, two minute last minute goals to win the game. Yeah. But um, I mean, obviously, I thought it was a pretty impressive performance from you guys. Um, was that sort of one of one of your best displays so far? Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, it felt like a win getting a getting a injury time equaliser. Mm, um, yeah. I think after the after the first couple of games with dodgy performances we really started to pick up from the whole game we got a good result mm. picked up and then took that to the West Ham game. Um I think if we perform like that against any other team, we yeah. probably would have, you know, wrapped up the three points fairly early on. But Not. West Ham are obviously one of the best team in the league. They're gonna yeah, be I, right I up think- there, so yeah. I think that's fair, and I very much hope so as well. You know, as much as I'm, I'm not a big West Ham fan. I cannot stand seeing Brian at the top of that league. Um, okay, you'll, you'll, we'll skip straight to your last game. Really, you, you did, you did beat uh, Doncaster the two-one, and I will, yeah. I will talk to you about uh, Nunes uh, later on because I saw yeah. him play for Scunthorpe last season, and he got both those goals. But I mean, it must have been a very disappointing defeat at Ipswich. It's kind of the the reverse of the West Ham situation. Yeah, definitely. It was. Um, it's. We've done it a lot recently, recent years. It seems to be, it's probably not just us, but it seems to be a uniquely linked thing to throw away um, games like that. But it was, it was one of those games where we dominated and then, well, a mixture of ill-discipline and dodgy referees who was going down to 10. And then um, J- Jason Scott, for instance, which always seems to score against us, and then Keith mm. Andrews, who we were linked with before he went to the switch, lucky yeah. deflection on the shot last minute, and it's, it's just frustrating that we can't see results out. It's, it's like we can't see games out when we should be wrapping them up early on. That's it. I mean, obviously, we, we've experienced that against you, you know, uh, <laughs> not yeah. in, in very recent memory. But I think, I mean, you'll probably get the same thing. You, this division's all about getting a consistent run, and, you, and you've very much been a sort of start-stop so far this season. It's it's a dangerous habit to get into. But um, you know, obviously, you, you're not you're not being knocked out of sight by any team. So um, and, you know, and I think what we'll do now is I'm going to hand over to Mark to talk to you about uh, the players, if that's all right, Mark. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was um, actually before we talk about the players, I was going to ask you, Tim, um, your thoughts or feelings on Ken Bates since he described you as morons. <laughs> Um, Have you got any well, thoughts about that? I mean, uh, <laughs> not you, obviously, but um, I read that he um, he claimed that uh, some of some of the fans were morons. It was a couple of weeks ago, I think, and uh, and the Leeds yeah. Supporters Trust website replied saying that they didn't feel it was the right thing or acceptable thing to say regarding <laughs> these fans. Is uh, you know how do you, how does how do Leeds fans and yourself included feel about you know Ken Bates and what he had to say? I think the majority of fans share quite a negative opinion about him. I think that's become fairly obvious. And the morons co- comment was following protests outside um, Ella Road. I think that was for the Middlesbrough game. And um, yeah. Obviously, any sign of opposition to his regime isn't going to go down well. Do you think um, that Ken Bates, I mean, you know, he's he's, he's forever in the news for one reason or the other, isn't he, in the footballing front and uh, on and off the field, as it were. Is he he sort of, uh, is the club benefiting from Ken Bates' role at the club or would you rather see the back end of him? I'd be happy if he sold up tomorrow but I know yeah. there's still some some Leeds fans will um, praise him for what, yeah, so what he saving the club or whatever yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. The, one of the yeah. one of the recent things he says was that he saved the club twice and I'm not sure like quite how he could have done that but surely the second time he was only saving it from himself <laughs> yeah I was going to say yeah he's yeah. full of hot air isn't he really a bit like yeah. bit like yeah. Chris full of gas you missed that earlier part of the um, I was 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 actually going to say he's a bit like Simon Jordan myself but alright I'll Mm. take that insult cheers talking of uh, players anyway getting off uh, Ken Bates because enough is enough of him what was the feeling um, uh, about losing Max Gradle because I thought he was cracking last season and went to Etienne for what about two mil two and a half mil that's what's been rude yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it an attitude problem or something? What was, uh, what was um, the money? Well, there's, there's been a number of reports. Supposedly, uh, well, Ken Bates has said there was interest from top-flight Europa League, Champions League clubs, but then that never materialised on deadline day. Like, um, the, the, Max Gradle and his agent both said if that opportunity comes up, they want to take it, which I think all fans would agree that's fair enough. Mm. If he gets the chance to play in Europe, then there's no way we can stand in his way. But you must, you um, must have been disappointed to lose. Oh, of course. I, mean, he, youngst- I think 18, 18 goals last season, seven yeah. assists. And five. I think not, he was in I my fantasy football team last year. He got me quite plenty of points last year. Yeah, same. I put him in from the beginning. Yeah. He's he's a he's a cracking player. I think he's a bit hot-headed, and he, that has cost us. Um, like on a couple of occasions, but mm. he's a great talent and yeah. One other person who uh, I must say that I do admire, and I was surprised—well, not necessarily surprised—but I thought there might have been some bids for him in the transfer window. Is Robert Snodgrass? Yeah, well, I, I think there were some bids, well, rumours of bids, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, but, but you must be pleased you kept hold of him anyway. Well, definitely, I think if we, if we'd lost the two of them, well, I would have written it off. Mm. I would have been, you know, questioning how sure. I'm going to finish if he'd gone, but uh, he's uh, provided okay. magic to turn games around. 
He's a bit like the heartbeat of the team, isn't he, really? He, yeah, it's that little bit extra. He's a little bit classier than the rest of the players in terms of like pure technical ability. He can really make a difference. I think he was the, the difference up at uh, Ellen Road last time we played you. I just just absolutely tormented us, I think, if all my memory serves me right. Um, Nick, you're up next. Yeah, what do you, how, do you, how do you, what do you think of Palace's start this season? Are you a bit worried about playing us? Because we've, we've done pretty well. Yeah, you've done the cracking start. I didn't expect you to, well, look at We didn't. <laughs> we didn't, <laughs> really. Uh, I mean, taking points of Burnley, very impressive. Because they, I think they'll be up there by the end of the season. Um, Hull, obviously, but Hull are hit and miss, aren't they? Um, yeah. But Blackpool as well, getting the draw against Blackpool. Impressive result. So yeah, you got picking up some yeah. good points, and um, you know, good points and difficult. difficult it, it, it sounds like we're doing the kind of opposite of what you just said. Is we're actually battling for the game. I mean, we we were all over Coventry losing, and we, and we just kept going, kept going, kept going until we got the win, which is something yeah. that wouldn't have happened for us last season. No, so, yeah, we're, we're quite surprised. Hopefully, we'll keep it going. Um, Eddie Gray. Yeah. How do you feel about him as a manager? I mean, I've, I've just seen on, on the Yorkshire Post about him not being too fussed about no big signings and that he thinks your your young lads will do all right. I mean, is is that something that you share a view with? Well, it's an interesting one because he's he's employed by uh, Yorkshire Radio, which is owned by Ken Bates, um, and he's sort of taken a, a one eighty degree turn in his opinion. He was calling for signings earlier in the season and now the transfer window's closed he's kind of switched switched views so I don't really know what that's about and where that's come from but mm. I, I, I think he may just be following the party line on that one so it's a bit of a puppet then it's, it's worrying that that he might be I'd, I'd like to think he's not and maybe he's just changed his mind but um it's it's a concern that maybe yeah uh, he's been being controlled by Bates. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, okay, can I uh, just pick you up on a, a prediction for Saturday's game? How, how do you see it going? Um, I'm I'm gonna back Leeds. I don't think I couldn't. Um, no, nope, I think I admire it. I think a, a narrow win, a two-one or something like that. I think being at home. Would, probably just have enough to edge it but i'm sure i'm sure you'll disagree no well i i mean I, it, we, to be honest with you it's really quite confusing We're, we don't travel well in recent memory um i'll win up at hull is the, the the first in some considerable time it's basically the first saturday away win in 18 months i believe it was mm-hmm. um so that's the kind of a waveform we're used to and obviously we're we're really encouraged by the start that we've had but um, but I, I, I certainly, I, I mean, you've lost some players, so that's made me a little less concerned. But I'm still very concerned. I don't, I don't no, know. No. I think, I think, I think you've you've got it right. I think it's going to be the odd goal in in you know in three maybe sort of one way or the other. But I, you know, I, I will certainly think we're, we're going to be we're going to be a, you know a match for you. But at the same time, we've got some some frailties that I think you might uh, find out on the wing, certainly with Snodgrass. I, I'm just not happy with us uh, out wide from a defensive point of view. I think our midfield don't track back. So I think that's where the game's sort of key elements are. Um, 
Are you yeah. doing the pre pre match team talk or something there, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> <laughs> I wish I was. He's <laughs> just no. giving all our secrets away. I am, I am. No. idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Tim, uh, um, yeah. I think uh, it's safe to say that most Palace fans, at least anyway, feel that we probably exceeded or overachieved so far this season. Early days, I know, and perhaps Leeds have maybe underachieved slightly. But how, you know, long term towards uh, the latter part of the season, how, how, on, you know, in general, how do you see your season going and where do you, where do you sort of kind of expect to finish up at the end of the season? Um, well, I'm not the most optimistic person and right now I'd probably take mid-table, just a, a, a standard up and down mid-table finish. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've got the strength in depth that we did last season to really push on for the full campaign and be up in the top six. So I think top top half would be great. I'll take that now. Is that is that through like sort of lack of lack of investment just, in, in yeah, the lack summer? Of investment. Yeah. I just don't I don't think we've we've brought in the necessary like additions to the squad to to improve on last season. I think if anything we're probably a little bit worse off. Mm. Still got okay, some before... good players though in the in your ranks. Sorry. Still got still got some good players though in your ranks. Oh yeah, so there's some good 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 players, but um, and some good young players, which is exciting. But I don't think we've got a consistent, experienced performers to be able to carry that through. I think I mean, we brought in Michael Brown in in the midfield, but I think already he's been pushed out because of. Um, young Adam Clayton has come back from a few loan spells and been mm. man of the match. Did you take he you too? Is he the bloke? <laughs> yeah, yeah that is, that's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, did the you age. bring? <laughs> <laughs> did you bring in Andy Keogh as well? Is that right? Or yeah, I brought him on loan, which has been quite. He hasn't he hasn't scored yet, but I think he's been doing well. Sort of like a. a not not a target man of search, but more holding the ball up, laying it off, do, doing the simple things well to give us a bit, give us a bit more up front because he's been laying it on a plate for Ross McCormack, who's who's looking quite exciting at the moment. Mm. Do you think you missed somebody? Um, sorry, Tim. Do you think you missed somebody like the, the Sean Derry role, the kind of? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, I think I think that's what Michael Brown was supposed to be, but since. Mm. Like Johnny Housen's the captain and, and Adam Clayton's been really good so far he's just sort of lost that central midfield slot but I think someone like Sean Derry that kind of like the experienced head holding midfield tight all together that's what we've been crying out for yeah we, we still haven't really replaced him although we're, we're pretty hopeful in uh in the Australian lad Jedinat we signed, but we'll, we'll see on that. Okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna move you on now because we've got a few tweets and emails relating to the Leeds game, but I don't think we, you, you need to be on for that, and I don't think you want to hear half of them. But um, no, listen, man, th- thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to talk. No to worries, you. Uh, and, we'll, and we're definitely getting getting contact for the return fixture, fixture as well. And I mean, yeah. I, I, I genuinely mean this as well. You know, obviously, good luck for the rest of the season, other than against us, really. I, you know, I don't. You know, Leeds are a, a cracking club, a massive club, and, and you know, you don't deserve to be messed around by Ken Bates. So, uh, really, feel ba- bad for you at the minute. But I'm sure, I'm sure things will pick up on the pitch. You've got a very good manager, anyway, in my opinion. So, um, so best of luck, Tim, and, and thanks a lot for your time. Take care. Uh,
Cheers, cheers. Oh, cheers. cheers. The Closet Leeds fan, Chris. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks. <laughs> 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 the oh, Closet Leeds fan, Chris. I'm not. Oh, right, whole listeners out there. What? What? I, you know, I'm just a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's get oh, to those. You're tweets. like a politician, mate. Yeah, well, you know, you've got skills, <laughs> isn't it? Um, we've just got a few predictions. I'll, I'll go to the first one. We've got uh, uh, George Smith. He's predicted it's going to be 2-1 to Palace uh, with Murray and Parr to score. Uh, yeah. Nick, Gaza you want to pick up K, the next one? Yeah, Gazza K1986 for the Twitter, which is um, at Hull Radio, twitter.com slash Hull Radio, if you still want yeah, to get it is, yeah. Good work. Palace to win 3-0, <laughs> Scannell 2 and Easter the other. Mm, that is a very optimistic one. Mark, you want to pick up the next one? Oh, that's worked out, interestingly. Uh, um, DB Palace on Twitter. 1-0 yep. Palace, Murray. Yep. Um, we've got uh, Vanessa, Nessa Palace on Twitter, has said she thinks it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Uh, Nick, can you get the last one? Uh, yeah, RG Monster on Twitter. Uh, I think we have a good chance to win. No gradle for them now. They have to watch for Beccio, Murray to get a brace. I think that's a... Yeah, well, it's some some optimistic stuff. You've got to be a bit careful, really, because, you know, you know we're easy, we do get carried away as Palace fans. We get, you know, depressed pretty quickly as well, so I think it's, you know, it's, it is balanced. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, guys, can, guys, can I get a prediction from you? How do you see it going, Nick? Um, yeah, just the, the whole Murray thing. Quite a few people are predicting Murray's going to score. It's just nice that we, we do seem to have a good a good forward in there. And mm. I kind of see it being a draw myself because I think, well, we might go one up and then kind of take it easy a bit. Yeah, that's been the theme, isn't it, of the season, really? I mean, it seems to be at home we we have a you know an average first half and play superbly in the second, and away we seem to do the opposite, have a you know decent competitive first half, and then uh, and then go back on you know go back into a defensive mode in the second. So it's quite a weird uh, juxtaposition to use uh, in, uh, the word, but I, uh, yeah, I think I think we're heading in the right direction, and people have got every right to be positive. Uh, Mark yourself. Yeah, interesting one. This, um, to be honest, I think if if we take the lead, I think we'll definitely get something out of the game. Uh, if we concede first, I I, I think we could lose three 0 something like that. But I do I do think if we can get the a goal maybe in the first twenty minutes, something like that, then I think you know we'll definitely get something out of the game. Okay, mate, nice one. Well, I think it's time for us to do the uh, the ticket prize draw. Now, uh, just in case you've uh, you've joined us late and you're not sure what that is, um, we did hand out some uh, a series of cards at the last home game, and we've also been dishing out emails, giving people a, a, a numbered code, and it's to win two tickets to a um, to a category B game. Um, you know, not made of money, so to a category category B it's game. A reserve project. game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just going to stage our own match. No, um, what's what? Yeah, it's, it's whole, ra- whole radio yeah. fiasco. And um, yeah, you get basically back, get to pick the game and and the area you sit. Uh, although not obviously the expensive direct box or anything like that. But we'll sort all the business out when whoever wins. Can you sit on Dougie's lap, Chris, if you win? Well, I can. No, I don't think he'd like that. Certainly, yeah. Okay, right. Well, just to let you know, the the place we're doing the draw, we're using the website. It's random.org. Go and have a look, and you see what we're doing. It's just a random number generator in there. We know which number we started with and which number we ended with, so we put that as the range. 
click a button and a random number comes up. So I'm just going to do that now. Attention. And this, do you want to fill anyone? No, okay. Right. I've done it. Attention. I've done it anyway. It's, it's number forty-eight. That's ticket number forty-eight. I believe that that was a uh, on a card. That one. Um, and it would have been handed out at the Blackpool game. So uh, probably, thinking about it, that might have been quite late on at the White Horse or maybe at the actual ground itself. So if that's when you picked up a card, have a look. Uh, number 48. And get in touch before the end of the uh, end of the show. Otherwise, it carries over to next week and more people get a chance to win. 48, so was, what a state. That was like, fun, wasn't normally it? Normally how I am at the end of a home match. That is true, yeah. Um, okay. okay. Coming up next, well, I think, you know, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. John Burgess is, has joined our, our little text chat here and he's distracting me. I can only apologise. John is on in a bit uh, when we when we play our game show. Uh, but first, before we do anything else, we've got the interview with Wes Fodderingham. And, okay, we're, uh, we're lucky enough to be joined by uh, Wes Fodderingham, who is the, uh, well, technically I think about the third choice keeper, but hopefully that won't be the case for too much longer, Wes. Um, firstly, welcome and thanks for coming on Homestar Radio. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Nice one. Um, just we'll start at the well, start at the beginning as you as you often do, and uh, your sort of your past career up until now, really. It's a uh, youth career. You started at Fulham, didn't you? Yeah, I joined Fulham as under ten. So, okay. Yeah, and, um, start... yeah go on. <laughs> go on. I start for now. Yeah, I started at Fulham as an under ten, and um, sort of went through the ranks there, under tens, all the way through to under eighteens, and obviously got a scholarship there. And uh, signed my first professional contract there as well. So I've done a year there and um, was lucky enough to play for England schoolboys under 16s and um, went all the way through to under 19s with them as well. So, you know, that was good as well. Yeah, I mean, there's it's not a massive amount about you on the internet. We're pretty sure your Wikipedia page has disappeared because we were referring to it and now we can't find it again. But, um, <laughs> but what we were going to say really was uh, I don't yeah I don't know what's happened there. But um, I mean, obviously, I did did notice you, you'd made some some England uh, youth appearances. Um, and yeah, I and mean, there's a lot. There's a couple of articles on on there about um, you know how you know essentially the next big thing coming through at Fulham. What what really happened at, at Fulham there? Well, to be honest, there was a a lot behind the scenes so really there's a lot than what meets the eye to be honest but basically there was um three first team keepers there at the time we had mark schwarzer pascal zubabula and obviously david stockdale mm. and um, there was me and another two other young goalkeepers there and obviously the goalkeeper coach at the time decided that you know i wasn't gonna continue my career at fulham so he decided mm. it was best i moved on so, oh yeah, Stockdale was one who's, who's started to make a name for himself now. Um, was he, you know, did, did he sort of show sort of signs at that sort of early age of, uh, of being a, you know, a good quality keeper? He, to me, David's got really good technique for a goalkeeper and he's got, um, he's really good with his feet as well. He's got an amazing kick, probably the best mm. I've seen to be honest. But, um, right. yeah, no, he, he, he was a little bit rough at the start. Obviously, because he, mm. he came from lower league as well, but you know, he, he came on really quick, and obviously, he's getting the recognition he deserves now. Yeah, I mean, goalkeeping goalkeeping sort of a uh, you know, goalkeepers tend to mature a lot later um, than than sort of outfield players. But uh, I mean, just do you think that that sort of makes it perhaps harder at youth level because you, you're trying to make an impact, but effectively, you're not you're not really. I mean, I suppose Joe Hart's probably someone who's a, a, a 
sort of um, an example of someone who got in quite young. But I mean, most most keepers don't really come in young. Is that sort of quite hard to sort of put yourself through that? Um, you know, it's a diff. Yeah, hopefully you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, no, it's very, it's very difficult. It's probably the most difficult thing about being a young goalkeeper. Obviously, you get the um, exceptions like Joe Hart and obviously us at Real Madrid who got in very young. But if you look at goalkeeping as a whole across the world, there's not many under the age of, I'd say, even 25, you know, playing mm. first-team football. So it's difficult. Usually, you'd go out lower leagues and graft sort of through the lower leagues and get your experience and, you know, yeah. obviously, hopefully get your chance as soon as possible. But I think it, the most important thing is to get the experience and get the games under your belt as young as possible because, you know, you don't want to be sort of at the age of 25 and you've played, you know, 30 senior games, which is, you know, it's not really good enough. Yeah, no, understood. So I think, Wes, Mark, you want to uh, jump in. You go on. Yeah, no, hi, Wes. It's Mark. Hi. Uh, I was just wondering, when you were at Fulham, um, who was the goalkeeping coach and who was the, um, who was the first team coach at the club at the time? Um, the goalkeeping coach was Mike Kelly. And Roy Hodgson uh-huh. was um, the manager at the time, and we had Ray Lewitton was the first team coach. Yeah. So yeah. I am um, sorry, just uh, Mike Kelly. But he was at Palace for a while, I think. He, yeah, uh, he yeah, was yeah, under yeah, Dowie. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah interesting. Um, sorry, Mark. Did you have a follow up there? Or small world. Small. No. It was, yeah, yeah. No. I was just uh, curious as to know um, from sort of the early days of training at, at Fulham and obviously training now uh, at Palace, you know, is there, is there a lot of difference in, in, in the, the type of uh, goalkeeping coaching that goes on now? Um, well, with Mike Kelly, he didn't really, he didn't really serve, to be honest. He didn't do any training, so it's usually goalkeeper serving at the goalkeeper as well, whereas sort of at Palace we have LT, Lee Turner, yeah. who, you know, he serves and gets involved a bit more in terms of the, tr- the sessions, there's not really much you can do different, you know, because you've obviously got to sort of do your, your technique-based work. Obviously, different man- different um, goalkeeping coaches have different ways of working, and, you know, LT and um, Mike Kelly are, yeah, I'd say two completely different coaches in that mm. respect, to be honest, but, you know. Okay, mate. Um, just before we, we go into a bit more detail about when you joined Palace, I just picked up on something you said on, on Twitter that you're a Newcastle fan, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I am. How, how the hell are you a Newcastle fan? <laughs> to be honest, I, I can't really tell you why I'm a Newcastle fan. I can only remember, it's either, which is going to sound quite ridiculous, it was either their kit, I like the black and, <laughs> the black and white stripes, <laughs> or it was Alan Shearer yeah. at the time. Because, you know, I, I, even though I was a goalkeeper, Alan Shearer was my favourite player, which is, you know... Yeah. But, well, to, be, yeah. to be totally fair, our, our co-chairman, Steve Parrish, is a Palace fan because he liked the kit. So, he's, you know, you've got something in common with him there. So, uh, can't, really, can't really have a go at you about that. I mean, I've had some uh, interesting keepers over the years, Newcastle. And obviously, most recently, sort of Shea Given and uh, and Steve Harper, isn't it, really? But uh, yeah. Steve, Steve's probably someone who's, who's a good example to talk to you about, actually, because he's, he's spent a majority of his career at Newcastle very much in, in the background, because that's, yeah. that's the life of a, of, a, of a keeper who isn't first choice. And it's obviously, you, if you look at, look at what you've got at Palace, you know, there's, there's currently, um, obviously, Lewis Price and Julius Brony ahead of you. Um, motivationally, is, is, it, is, is it tough to keep yourself going, or do you, do you see a way through past those guys? 
No, not for me in terms of motivation. I'm always motivated and I've got, you know, full confidence in my ability and obviously I have a ton of vision of where I want to get to in my career and of course I've got, you know, the utmost respect for Julian Spironi. He's been a, you know, a great servant to Palace. He's been, you know, he was um Palace player three years in a row. You know, he's done a fantastic job for the club and obviously Lewis yeah. Price has had Premier League experience. So you've got to respect them, you know, first and foremost. Yeah. But obviously, um, you know, the number one spot is where I want to get to. And, you know, I believe with hard work, you know, I can get there. Yeah. Well, see, Julian's had a, a restaurant named after him. What have you got your eyes on? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> in terms of getting my name um, <laughs> named after, or, what do you mean, something in the restaurant? What do you mean about that? Yeah, you could have, like, the, uh, I don't know, the oh, West Codderingham. Part of the ground. Ring, part of the, ground. <laughs> the West Codderingham <laughs> Bar. Or... <laughs> I've got a pretty weird look, surname, so I don't think that will go with anything, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point. You know, it goes quite well with the restaurant, but, you know. You could have the West Stand. The West Stand. I don't know, it's good. At the very least, you've you've got a whole radio feature named after you that we'll be getting on too soon. Yeah, so, that, that, um, that that's something. Well. Julian Sproni's not got that. He'll be furious, I tell you, he will be furious. But, um, <laughs> okay, I want to um, move on. Mark's going to probably uh, uh, get involved in this conversation. Oh, no, no, I'm going to go too far. I want to talk to you about Bromley and Histon, first of all. Um, okay. Obviously... You, you sort of came to attention at, at Palace, and this is where we signed you, so I'm sort of answering my own question in, in a way. Um, I think you were on, on trial at the club, and you, you played in goal for Bromley against us. Yes. Happened. And then pretty much were signed uh, very soon after. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. To that, uh, yeah. well, so John, John, you were at that game, weren't you? I was, and I was um, I was standing right next to Dougie Friedman actually at the end of the game, and uh, I mean we're all very impressed because he made it. You made an absolutely epic double save towards the end of the game, which infuriatingly kept us out um, and <laughs> kept it to a nil-nil draw. I think it was. Um, but Go- uh, Mark Goldberg, she turned. Uh, oh, you'll have him, will you? And uh, Dougie's immediate response was absolutely. So mm. um, I, ca- <laughs> I kind of gathered at that point you might you might. Yeah, signing on at Palace. But how long was it before you sort of knew how that had gone? Well, to be honest, I quite before the game, I was already told I was going to be signed. So because oh, right. um, I'd done a goalkeeping course, it was like it's a pro week basically for goalkeepers. They go and train, and Malcolm Webster, who was the previous goalkeeping coach at Palace, he ran the course. So okay. from that course, he told me, you know, I want to take you to Palace or whatever. And obviously, I was training at Palace through pre-season. And then when the opportunity came up for the game, 
um, the manager at Bromley called me and said, you know, Wes, why don't you play in the game? Because obviously I knew him from being on loan there at Fulham the previous season. And I thought, mm. you know, they said they need to see me in a game. Uh, Price, he was going to play in that game, so I wasn't going to play for Palace. So I said, why not? And, you know, um, it, all went, it all went to plan. It couldn't have gone any better, to be honest. But mm. so you were certainly the standout player on the Bromley team. Okay, I don't know if you've cut out there, John. I think you probably have. But um, what I was going to ask you, um, the experience at, at Histon was um, very different. Obviously, they're, they're a team that were, were really struggling at the time, and it wasn't. I think it wasn't too long before they were confirmed as relegated. Um, yeah. But how was that as an as an experience? Um, you'd have to you'd have to label it that an experience. To be honest, it was. Yeah. It wasn't a bad one. It was um, obviously a lot tougher because. They were obviously at the bottom of the league. They had financial problems. They had um, points deducted, so the morale around the place was a lot different. Yeah, and, um, a, bit like, a bit like Palace, in ways. <laughs> slightly, slightly, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, it was a, it was a lot different to Bromley. Obviously, the standard was a little bit better, but yeah, yeah. You know, being at the bottom of the league doesn't really help. You know, you're going into a team where obviously a lot of the players' the morale is low. You know. They're going into games, they're going to lose and stuff, so it wasn't the greatest, but obviously the boys gave it their best and we gave it our best push, but you know, after the points deduction, it, it, wasn't, gonna, it wasn't looking very good for them. No. I was going to say, it would have probably kept you pretty busy in the goal though, so plenty of practice, so I mean, that's yeah, exactly. no benefits. It, it um, <laughs> okay mate, look, the, the next question relates to the fact that, that Mark had a training session with the uh, the keepers not too long ago, so I'm going to yeah. hand over to him to just sort of uh, to go through that and, uh, and and take us through that question. Okay. Hi Wes. Hi Mark. Hi. You probably remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hope, hope, hopefully you remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, back, yeah. back in... Back in March, um, I got in touch with the club and um, uh, I was playing in a football aid charity event at Sellers Park on, in May and I wanted some goalkeeping practice or coaching because my knees are knackered and that was about the only position <laughs> that was left for me to play. <laughs> and um, and um, I, uh, uh, Lee Turner allowed me to come down. I mean, it, was a, it was on an international break. Um, Lewis... Price was away on international duty, but you were there. Charlie Mann was there. Austin yeah. Simmons, I think, was there, and Jules was there. And um, it was um, it was a, an experience to say say the least. <laughs> which I think um, you ended up busting my thumb, which is still busted. <laughs> yeah, I meant to ask you how it was. <laughs> Sorry, I said I meant to ask you how your hand was. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. Not great, but anyway. In <laughs> <laughs> Mark's age, it takes a while for him to recover. I'm afraid, so you know. Yeah. But um, no, I was um, it was I was actually uh, it was an interesting experience for for many reasons because uh, I don't, you know, you sort of see uh, it's like a little goalkeeping union, isn't it? When you're yeah. all together and uh, everyone seemed to get on really well, and uh, uh, you all seem to have like a good bit of banter with you. I was going to say um. You, you were saying about David Stockdale earlier when you were talking about at Fulham and he had a he had a shot at him but I sort of I remember having a conversation with you during the training session in March and said you have you have got an amazingly hard shot yeah <laughs> uh, and I said that any any striker would be proud to have a uh, a long range shot like you had and I, I was sort of thinking today 
when I knew you were coming on, had you uh, sort of ever considered or have you always wanted to be a keeper? Because I think you'd make a great striker. <laughs> Um, when when I was younger, sort of before I went to Fulham, I'd say probably about eight. Um, I was a striker, yeah, and um, I went in goal for my Sunday league team, and obviously I done well. That's how I converted to in goal. But even through sort of high school or when I was out playing with my friends, if I was away from Fulham or at the time Fulham, I um, I always played on pitch. Never went in goal unless I was at at training. So. I think that's what helped me with my feet, to be honest. Yeah, so you no, could be quite was... a utility bench player. You could be <laughs> sub-goalkeeper stroke striker. And to be honest, I've said it a bit in jest to, to Lee Turner, but we, in our goalkeeper sessions, you've got, to have, you've got to speak to him about this, because you're not, you're not going to believe me. I, I score some ri- ridiculously good goals in training, because we, um, we, <laughs> we have sort of like a shooting session, say on a, like a before a match, we do for like your positioning and the angles and stuff. And if like a keep fumble it or it hits a mannequin, it comes out and you have a strike. And you know yeah. sometimes I've put a few in the top corner against Jules. I'm going to say that, and not many keep <laughs> strikes in the championship can do that. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I can, but, I can, I can, I can clarify that. Yeah, you you have got one hell of a belting <laughs> shot. <yeah. laughs> and and six say, months yeah. later, still months months later, um. I've still got medical appointments. <laughs> Wait, waiting for it to be re- waiting for it to be repaired. Hey, hey be oh, fair, Mark. It's not it's not all Wes's fault. There was an existing condition in your hand, just for legal reasons. <laughs> Going to make that nice and clear. Um, <laughs> no, it was It was a great save, though, Wes, wasn't it? It was a great save. It was a great save. It was funny. I was training the other day. I thought I saw your hands still out on the pitch. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was, I was meaning to bring it back to you. No, what <laughs> I was gonna say is you, you do you do hear about um pretty much every manager says oh the keeper fancies himself as an outfield player, so it's good to hear you're you're no different. But I, I honestly think it's some you know, it's probably not a not a bad shout with some of our uh, our injury lists so early on. Maybe can you know, things are getting the way they are. Um, okay, mate, well look, what's, what are your hopes for this season, um, really? We, talk, we Obviously there's way in the future to talk about, but f- for this season now, do you see yourself um, hopefully getting some, some first-team action this season? I'd like to stay hopeful and say I'd get a chance, but um, realistically, obviously, Jules is the number one at the moment, and um, Lewis Price is the number two at the moment, and obviously, um, sort of, more at the start of the season, I'm probably looking to go out on loan. I've had a, obviously a word with the manager about that, and I think it's best if I go out and get some more experience, probably at a better club, hopefully in somewhere in the league, hopefully League Two, and um, yeah, get some valuable experience there. And obviously, so you're, so you'd say you're, you're technically you'll be within what, what they call the development squad at the moment with. Um would that yeah, be fair? yeah, it's sort of a funny yeah between yeah you can call it a development squad. They play a few games in that, but you know it, it's not the same as competitive games. So no, absolutely. I suppose you would have seen um, you'd have seen a fair few of the the, the sort of highly rated young lads who, who play around you there. I mean, sort of the likes of Johnny Williams and uh, Alex Winter and that sort. Yeah. I mean, is there any, who, I mean, who's I don't know, if you want to give names, it's up to you really. But I mean, who's really impressed you and who you think's going to break through? Um. Johnny Williams definitely. Yeah, he's got an f- unbelievable ability with the ball. You know, he kind of reminds me. It's he can't really put him in the same bracket as Iniesta, but you know, he's, mm. he, he sort of plays like that. It's funny because people have started calling him Johnny Esther. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, which one? That. Which one? Popular? Looks like the ball's glued to his foot, isn't it? It's yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say the thing. Really the thing that thing that impressed me most about him is 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 you, you kind of see him coming on and you think i mean we've said it before he, I, I was a guy at the wickham friendly pre-season he said to me uh why is the mascot coming on the pitch because he looked like he was wearing his dad's shorts and all that sort of stuff and then you just see him shrug off three fully full-grown black men and just knock them to the floor and you think you know that's a hell of a lot of strength he's for, very for, strong for, for, a, for yeah. a little lad as well he is very strong by the way on the ball yeah <laughs> Yeah, have you seen much of? I mean, we've signed uh, Tom King, who's uh, uh, yep. you know an Eng- England youth international, and also got Ross Ross Fitzsimmons. I mean, have you seen much of um, of Tom? Yeah, yeah, because we we all train together, all of us. Um, usually, it might not be every day of the week, but at least two or three times in the week, we will all train together. So mm. Tom's done really well since he's come in. Obviously, he's with um, England under 17s I think he is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, he's fitting really well. Wes, how did you feel about um, uh, when Palace released Charlie Mann in, in the summer? It's, you never want to see a goalkeeper getting released because, obviously, I was in that position, I'd say, 12 months ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not nice, and especially now with the goalkeeper market the way it is, it's very difficult to get a club once you've been released. And, obviously, he's at that awkward age where... You know, clubs will say, we'll look at his CV and ask him if he's got experience. You know, clubs always want you to have experience, but if they don't take a chance on you, where are you going to get that experience? So I quite feel sorry for Charlie Mann in that respect. But, you know, he's a good keeper, and I'm sure if he keeps, you know, keeps on top of things and keeps working hard, I'm sure he'll get find his way back. Mm. Yeah, when we, we had a chat with him on whole radio, and one of our very first shows, he was kind enough to come on with uh, with Dan Pringle. And... <clears throat> It's a shame, shame both of those lads aren't still at the club, but they yeah. uh, they seem like really, really good guys, and yeah, can't I can't wait for them to be back. Really, hopefully, hopefully this isn't you know the end of things for them. Um, yeah, I think the thing that where, where we'll sort of leave it last, I suppose, is is your your long term future, if you like. Um, obviously, development for this season and and like getting some experience out on loan, but uh, I mean, see, it's difficult to set yourself time limits and what have you, but. You know, if, if you don't see the breakthrough at Palace, you'd, I mean, it'd be stupid to suggest you wouldn't look elsewhere. But, I mean, have you got any kind of idea of, of time on how you'd like to see that? Well, if, it, if we're looking at timescales, I think Jules has signed a new three-and-a-half-year deal. So mm. I think that takes it up to <laughs> the age of, what is that, 34, possibly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that takes me to roughly about 20, 23, 20, 24. So... You know, I'll hopefully just get some experience. Obviously, hope if I'm if I'm lucky enough to get a new contract at Palace, you know, continue my yeah. development. And you know, obviously, I want to get in the Palace first team. Yeah. And um, do well there, but obviously, long term, you know, everyone wants to play in the Premier League, whether that's with Palace. You know, mm. you never know. But well, you never know in that time that that Jules is with us. He might not be here for the duration of that contract. Someone could come and buy him if anyone realises what an absolutely amazing goalkeeper he is. Yeah, still yeah, can't, no. believe he's, can't believe we still got him, frankly. But um, <laughs> it's been going on a while. But he's, uh, obviously, he's a, he's a loyal loyal guy as well, which is such a, yeah. a, a rare thing these days. Okay, well, look, in terms of our interview, that's that's pretty much it. And, um, you know, we've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Um, and you know, obviously, want to wish you the very best of luck for for the rest of the season and the future. And uh, we will we'll keep an eye on you and, and maybe have another chat with you a little bit later on and see how you're getting on. 
Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park every Monday night. This is Homesdale Radio. Hello, welcome back. Uh, that was obviously that was, uh, was a great chat with Wes. He's a he's a cracking guy. And um, just to, to make you aware of a couple of things, we've had a, a few issues with the phone line. Uh, that is now working, but we have got some uh, some messages we'll play out uh, just after, well, just at the end of the show, really. And we've got a few more emails and bits and pieces to pick up on. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to play a game of Where's Fodderingham? He's here. He's there. He's everybody. Where's Fodderingham? Fodderingham. Oh, that gets worse every time I hear it. That was well uh, boggies. Well yeah, boggies. I mean, I mean, come on. We'll, we'll, we'll jazz that up a touch, but um, we've got some uh, some lovely music in the background. Hopefully you can hear that. Anyway, just to let you know the, uh, the rules of Wes Fodderingham, do you see what we've done? What it is, right? What it is. His first name, like Wes, sounds a bit like Wes. Do, do you see? Anyway. Hambo, if you have to you, explain the joke, mate, you know, it's not worth telling. Well, that's kind of the, the joke, is explaining the joke. Anyway, um, Wes has uh, kindly recorded uh, seven clues. Um, he's, he's basically situated in one of the 92 grounds around the, uh, around the country in the league. And uh, the guys and yourselves at home have got to guess which one. Now, it's just for funsies at the moment, so no, uh, no prize at the end of it, other than, you know, the chance to gloat. Um, it's going to be pretty tricky this week as well I've made it deliberately hard because we don't want everyone getting it but if you do have a, want to have a guess after each clue just email us it's radio at homesdale.net um, the guys will also be having their guesses they won't be allowed to re- reveal what those guesses are uh, but I will know I will be able to see um, and uh, yeah well I think what we'll do guys are you all happy with what you're doing you're going to hear a clue from Wes and uh, and then we're, you're going to have a guess. But I mean, sorry, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a guess without a clue. So have a flying start. So all of you, for ten points, can you write down the ground you think Wes is at? And we listen to this lovely music. Um, yeah, obviously I I picked the questions this week. Um, Wes Wes recorded them last night after the interview. And uh, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm hoping that no one has it yet. Um, la 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 la. Okay, um, Nick, you are incorrect. Um, It'll take me four goes. It normally does. I, 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 is that a genuine answer? Just to type it. Is that a genuine answer from Mark, Mikey? Yeah, yeah. Mark, you're correct. Is he really? Was that right? <laughs> <laughs> Only one out ninety-two chance. <laughs> ten points. You've already. I just don't even speak for the remainder of the feature. <laughs> Why every feature we do, someone ruins? It was me last time, and now it was Mark. You can't reveal though, can you? Mark guessed the right ground without even having any clues. Okay, John, (laughs) you're incorrect. And Mikey, have there been any listener guesses yet for me to worry about? Fantastic. Okay, well, that's probably best. Okay, so there's only two left playing, and that is is, uh, John and Nick. And we'll start with the first clue from Wes. The town in which this ground is located has an estimated population of 73,500 people. Now, now populations, do you know your populations, people? Let's have your, your guests, anyone at home playing, just send us an email, radio at homestale.net. Really, Mark, while we're waiting for these guys to guess, what the hell, man? 
Did you did you sneak a look somehow somewhere? Is that just a complete? No, it's just a random guess, mate. It's just. Do you, want the lottery, do you want the lottery numbers? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, ooh, uh, so has Nick I think had a guess? Given up already? Has no, he? it's just uh, the the little system we use. Just taking a little while here. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, then, can you reveal what Nick's guess is for me, Mikey? Na, 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 na. Oh, this is going to see. Okay, yeah, uh, I see what Nick's gone for there. Nick, you're, I'm, I'm sad to say you're incorrect, so you're now, you're now two worse than Mark. Uh, How can I be two just, worse than Mark? Well, you just are. That's just life. It's, sometimes things it's happen. Get worse, mate. The only thing I can say to that is er uh, and um. Okay, and, uh, and I see what you've gone for there. Uh, by the way, just so everyone knows, we, you can tell us the club, but what I want is uh, the name of the ground, really. Makes it that little bit harder. But um, Anyway, John, you are you are incorrect, sad to say. Okay, it's clue two from Wes. The stadium was built and occupied by its current tenants in 1888. Now, 1888 it was occupied, guys. Um, I'm here, obviously, to, to, you know, to help you along. So, is there anything you want to ask me about your guesses so far? Don't tell me what they don't say what they were. But is there any questions you'd like? Any clues that you would like as to whether you're near or far? Am I in the right half of the country with my latest, with my last guess, with guess number two? Guess number two. Now let's remind myself of what that was. Now guess number two. Uh, 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 uh. Um, I'm going to give you a clue, Nick, and I'm going to say no. You are in the incorrect half of the country there. And that helps you with guess number three. John, any questions? Uh, why do we use this stupid system? That's a good question. Time to ask guys if you want. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, if you want to do that, that's probably a lot quicker for you. So, um, I mean, Mark, this must be pretty boring for you. I want to make a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> make me one if you like. Jeez. Not in the group, sugar. Sugar. Oh, no, I've written in my document now. Oh. oh, okay, right, okay. Well, let's... <laughs> there, was a, there was a noise there. Oh. Okay, John, you are correct. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. It's just you, Nick. Are you feeling quite stupid already? Are you Jewish? You're this already all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, is it? Um, we're on clue three, aren't we, Mikey? Let's hear clue three. The West Stand is the only original part of the stadium still standing. What that was that? The, the West, West stand. stand is the only original part of the stadium still standing. Um, could I just check, uh, John, was, that, was Google used at all? No, I've just got a rubbish computer. Uh, okay. I'm just checking with you. So, Nick, uh, we're waiting on your latest. Here it comes. Um... Surely not. Surely not, Michael. Um, I just, I just, I'm stunned. You're correct, Nick, with your latest guess. Thank you very uh, much. I think four's pretty damn good anyway. What, what gave it away? The West Stand. Everybody knows about the West Stand, built in 1888, being the only one left there. Come on. <laughs> Don't know that. What are you doing on a football programme? 
Do you know what? I mean, this is right. It's going to be ridiculously hard next time we do this. Okay, well that that was where's bothering him. It doesn't matter how hard you make it, could see. Do it without even without even telling me a clue. It's unbelievable. (laughs) How difficult can you make it? We'll just hear the rest of the clues for uh, for the for the guys listening at home. If you can just play them in sequence, please, Michael. In July 2008, a top Premier League team used this ground for a qualifying match in the UEFA Cup. In 2002, the stadium was bought by the council when the tenant went into administration. The town is situated on the River Dean. The ground is home to the Tykes, who are currently managed by former Rochdale boss Keith Hill. That's right, I'm at Oakwell, home of Barnsley FC. So Oakwell it was. Um, yeah, I don't know what you did, guys, but that's just disturbing. Um, in all manner of ways. What well, I just... Yeah... Yeah, we tried really hard. We spent ages recording a feature, and then Mark ruins it by random guessing. <laughs> so, I'm Mark, sorry. what are what are Saturday's lottery numbers? <laughs> no, no one wants a Wednesday one. That's rubbish. Saturday. Yeah, yeah Euro million. I'll, I'll po- post them on old Twitter. Okay, well, I don't have a Twitter account. So, thank, thanks for that, everyone. I hope hopefully you enjoyed that. We've still got a few things to nail out, I think, in terms of the. Uh, He's here. Might remove He's there. there. It's starting to fill me with depression. I think it's a good theme tune. I think we're going to stick with it, guys. Um, okay, right. Um, we've got a few emails coming up. But I want Mikey to play the voicemails we've had so far. Mikey? Right. None of them are inform- informative as well. Yeah, at all. Hi, everyone. Hi, Chris. Hi, Ben. Hi, John. All the rest, boys. Have a good show, and um, let's see what we could do against Leeds on Saturday. All the best now, lads. Yeah. Take care. Now, that was Jerry. Um, okay. No, John, point? hang around. John, hang around. Sorry, I didn't really uh, explain that. John, you can hang around to the end of the show, man. We're not going to not gonna Andy Dorman you. Um, now, uh, that was that was Jerry. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. We've got an, uh, an email to read out from Jerry as well a little bit later on. So, uh so next call, please, Mikey. Hello. I don't know what I'm meant to do here, but, you know, <laughs> just whenever I need to call in, just tell me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a follow-up. Yes. There's a follow-up. There's a follow-up. Right, okay. we'll, um, further again. Uh, just to say, if you're going to ring back, <laughs> can you ring on to this phone pack, not the one that I just gave? <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, just to shed some light on that, mate. Um, you can ring us in a minute if you like. That um, yeah, we had some some technical issues with the phone line. They're fine now. It's fine. And uh, the to do final with the cool barring system. Chris. No, nothing to do with the cool barring <laughs> system at all. Um, <laughs> Mikey, last one. Hello, I was uh, calling the Homestead Radio Radio Station. I said Radio Five. <laughs> Who the hell was that? Oh, that was me, wasn't it? Testing the uh, <laughs> the phone line what with a you, racially right? suspicious accent. Um, yeah, <clears throat> sorry about that. Okay, uh, I'm going to go straight to uh, Jerry's email. If you do want to give us a call, the phone is working now. Oh two oh eight one two three one six four six. Um, and yeah, just to start off, uh, Jerry uh, messaged just earlier on. He says, "Hello, Chris, John, Ben. We've, I think we've added Mark in there as a for sympathy vote. In fact, I think he did it himself." Mark <laughs> Co. So I dispatched <laughs> to you from the Isle of Wight shores. 
Saturdays on holiday. Hope you're enjoying yourself there, Jerry. So as long as we finish as high as possible, that's progress. Every win is a bonus. We need to get players match fit for the Leeds encounter. Well, that is true. We do need the match fit for the Leeds encounter. They've probably had a, a decent spell of training. Those that weren't uh, under uh, on any in form of international duty. Um, it's going there with real belief that we can gain a positive result. And I think the listeners have shared that belief so far today. Um, thinks we'll release Davies. I think that's yeah, that's Andrew Davies. He has gone, I believe. Um, getting in some other players from the academy, and that oh, Alex Winter is on his way back. Uh, he's pleased we're able to extend the loans of the other two defenders. That's Tunchev and uh, Ravage. Uh, cover at the back there. Um, he wants to see it'd be interesting if see if we let anyone out on loan in the next few weeks. Calvin would benefit. I think that's fair. He's, he says there's no doubt in Calvin's application and determination. Though he personally doesn't see him being a natural striker. Mm. When we get the full complement of forwards, he can't see him making the grade as a striker with us. Uh, and he understands Dougie's still looking to get another forward in, possibly on loan. I know that that was very much the case during the mm. transfer window. I'd, I'd heard that myself. Um, that we were looking specifically at, at one or two. And we've clearly also got um, uh, Pedrosa, um, who, again, we heard another thing that he was he was going to be signing today. That doesn't seem to have happened. But apparently the issue seems to be with his passport. Um, I remember reading something a while back saying that it was some issue over his, his the actual th- claim to be uh, half English or something like that. Whether that's actually true or not, I don't know. But hopefully that will be resolved as soon as possible. Is that that voicemail message? I was going to say. <laughs> hang on, can I just give some good news in, please? Uh, Clinton yeah. scored against Charlton. Clinton scores against Charlton. And uh, and the score in that game is? I don't know. I just know that Clinton scored against <laughs> Charlton. Oh, thank man. you, Mr. Eagle, for that bit of information. What's yeah, the score, Lewis? Type us the it's... score, mate. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for that. 1-1. 1-1. That was Pedroza on the uh, voicemail message, wasn't it? That was him, yeah. yeah. He was excited about saying the word radio twice. Okay, uh, Mark, do you want to take the last email? Um, love and light. Hi, guys. Um, I'm sending this earlier as I have sprinting class tonight. Spinning. <laughs> spinning. Is it spinning? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, he's exercising anyway. <laughs> so I can't li- listen live this week. First, I'd like to apologise for saying <laughs> Ben has man boobs last week. It's probably just puppy fat. I don't want to be responsible for eating disorder or anything of the sort. I like the way the team is set up with David Wright. It means the opposition find it hard to get up our end. <clears throat> I would also like to see our better players getting pulled off more often <laughs> if they're not performing. Uh, <laughs> sentiments exactly uh, yeah. what I'd like to see is a change of style in our short passing game it isn't working I'd like to see balls deep into their danger <laughs> zone for Mary <laughs> Mary Murray uh, to capitalise on love and light yeah thanks for can that just, uh, Dale every week every week can I just complain about the quality of the emails we're getting in there wasn't even a ramage joke in there no exactly <laughs> I mean it's right. that one's written for you hard. I do want to apologise to Serial Thriller. He's trying to ring through. We we really don't know what the issue is. It's something to do with Mikey and what he's done. I'll, I'll, what, I'll try and ring him. him yeah. Ring. All right. We'll, we'll try and give him a ring just before we end the show. We'll just uh, reverse the now. charges, though. Here we go. There's a there's a ringing sound, guys. Oh, eight hundred reverse. Yeah, hello. Hello. Is that Serial Thriller? Yeah. 
Hello, mate. Hello, Peter. Um, you right. uh, Can I ring you on another phone? Sorry, Lois. You, we can ring you on another phone. Oh, right. Uh, um, did you get my other call? Mikey, did you get the other call? Oh, I did. Oh, God. Okay, I we'll we'll ring... Yeah, yeah, we'll ring you back in five seconds, mate. No worries. All right, guys. This is great live radio. It is, but this is... is live radio. Tell me, Chris... Made for TV, this. <laughs> Tell him this is a phone oh, friend. Hello? Hello, that isn't. Is that, is that a serial thriller? That isn't, is it? Is that you, Chris? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> That's Jerry, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, Jerry, we've you, accidentally man. called you, mate. I blame <laughs> Mikey for that. <laughs> How you doing? Right. You're right. <laughs> I'm on holiday, Chris. I've got sent an email to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know, yeah. You and the boy. Yeah, we've read it out. <laughs> And we're going hopefully going to um, I'm going yeah. to Leeds, and hopefully I'll speak to you in the next couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Sorry about that. Nice one. Cheers, buddy. Enjoy your whole, Thank yeah. All the best. Bye, Bye now. Hope he wasn't. Any- no. <laughs> <laughs> you should have had him. It was there. It's, it's, it's just getting worse. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to a, uh, another radio. Uh, hello, mate. That's that is serial thriller this time. How are you doing, buddy? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Um, traumatised by the ineptitude of the, my fellow uh, staff on this particular show. Honestly, mate. Mikey. Yeah, mainly Mikey. He's just traumatised me today, no end. Um, no. Mark, 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 Mark. Hello? Um, Sorry? Sorry, Nick spoke at the same time as me. That's another thing that uh, I have I to... I know, yeah. With the same, oh, I, I, tried to stop, I tried to stop him in the chat room. He just doesn't know his limits. I mean, what it, it's just very—it's just basic radio, isn't it? Don't talk. No, yeah, it's, no, it's it's etiquette, you know. He should he should know better as you know a decent human being. He tries to be a loony lefty. Yeah, he he's got no manners, you know. Really, disgust me. Now wait, there's going to be a gap, Nick. I'm actually uh, not really a lefty. It's just all a facade. <laughs> I am back to Boris Johnson. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so was what was it you wanted to talk to us about today? Um. I, I have I have nothing to um, to ring in about in particular. Uh, mm. Nick forced me on here. Really, <laughs> I mean against my own will. That's that's yeah. what you've got to say first and foremost. I was just minding my own business in the chat room and mm. kind of came up to me and you know from behind and you know without <laughs> any protection. I don't know what to say. Yeah, he he does that. Yeah, I mean, he, frankly, he's a bully, isn't he? That's the problem. Yeah, though. a sexual bully, you know. Well, the, um, the nastiest of the lot, really. I I, I hear, uh, Mr. Fremilla, so, that you've um you've actually got um, Brighton tickets. How excited are you by that? Oh yeah, no um I got them the other day. Um, quite looking forward to it. It's two days before my birthday, so hopefully a birthday treat. I don't know, maybe go in my birthday suit. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be a great game. I've heard that Brighton has sold out as well and. There's a there's an interesting thread on the Holmesdale about whether or not it's uh, I don't know if it would be politically correct to sing We Love You. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. No. Um, um, if we were to go down, you know, go down in that game, could you see us coming from behind? <laughs> well, you never know. I mean. Now that we've lost Claude Davis, of course, that's a, that's a very unlikely thing to happen. But, um, you know, you always hope that the young guns, you know, Calvin Andrew, 
Wilfred Zaha, maybe they've mm. got something in them to really, you know, we saw it against Coventry. We came from behind really strong and really vigorously. And we 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 lacked that under Burley. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the wrong training. But Doogie really has us set up to, to kind of go the 90 minutes, long, hard, you know, not stop going, keep on working. I mean, it's refreshing to see, really. With a big finish. Mm. Sorry? Yeah, oh, yeah, a massive finish. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Palace finishing so well. Mm. I think that's fair. Um, against my better judgment... Um, Mark wants to talk about one of your threads. Um, I believe oh, there might be some music being associated with it. I'm not really following it. No one tells me anything, so I'm just going to hand over to Mark. Mark. Hi there. Well, um, we had a little discussion, didn't we, uh, the other evening, and we thought, well, if we had a bit of time, we might discuss some of the more topical threads on HOL at the moment. And uh, I came across one that Serial Thriller started on the 3rd of September, so I'm I'm going to read it out in a minute. Mikey, are you ready? It's playing, Mark. Oh, Good stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, turn it down a bit, Mikey, thank you. Just in the background. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh. <laughs> Good stuff. Quiet, right. please, listeners. Bear with me. A couple of weeks ago, some of you may remember that I was very nearly robbed. For those who didn't, that was don't true. go... Zero Thriller, shut it. For those who didn't, I don't want to go into particular details, but it was more a panic and ask someone to call the Rosers escape that, yes, I'm white and middle class, but I can take you gang of birdie black guys and thanks to my left back belt in Jiu-Jitsu or whatever. But today something happened that left me shaken even deeper to my frail core. It all started perfectly innocently after a strenuous workout in the gym, by which I mean plodding around the pool like a sloth with Parkinson's, I ambled back home early to be asked directions by two men. This normally would be far from abnormal, and I would ungrudgingly help in a friendly and meanable way. However, these two men were gay. I can't scientifically offer proof. They weren't holding hands or smashing each other over a proxy bin during my encounter, <laughs> but sometimes you just know. Both were French, sporting ripped t-shirts and shorts with weird quirky haircuts. And the guy who spoke to me had a wispy little French voice that made me slightly firm. Anyway, Cyril goes on to say, Again, normally this would be fine, I'm not particularly homophobic, but the guy who spoke to me did it in such a way as to leave me with cold fear. He went right up to my face and whispered in his delicate French accent, Excuse me, do you know where the tube station is? Now we're... <laughs> delicate, was it? Now, there are two tube stations near me, so, in my perturbed state, asked which one he meant. He then gave me a map, brushing his hand over mine and giving his lips a quick caress with a tongue, like he was masquerading about on Gay Rabbit or something. I was absolutely pooing myself, blurted out some directions and walked away as fast as I could without giving away my newfound fear of gay people. It didn't end in hardcore bum sex, so number, no numbers were exchanged, and they seemed pleased enough with the directions I'd given them. Nonetheless, it was a traumatic experience. And there it ended. Right, and yeah. Like, like, we just like to say that we here, we have to say that here we like to look after our HOL members, and we like to empathise with them, and, you know, deal with any issues that they might have. And there were a few responses to these uh, this uh, thread. Chris, you wanted to say something. I just wanted to make sure that um, I apologise to anyone who's offended by the content of what's here. And if you're still listening, well, uh, 
I, I, I personally don't ever remember writing that, Fred. But, you know, keep on going if you're going to persist in, you know... I yeah, mean, I, think... I, I don't come across as homophobic at all, I don't think. I think no. I'm a very liberal person on the Holmesdale. Um, yeah, I, but, you know, I, if you're I gonna... bet you, you certainly have a, a way about you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, yes, well... I, I, I genuinely do want to if anyone's offended, by the way. Yeah, so do I, even though I don't remember writing it. Wasn't it um, on Saturday? Sorry? It was Pride on Saturday, wasn't it? That's probably why there were a few kind of people wondering about not having a clue where they were. The old... Um, Anyway, I think we um, we probably need to start wrapping this up. So, Mark, if you could sort of push it into some sort of a point, and then we'll uh, and then we'll end the show. (laughs) No, it was just uh, that I just wanted to know that 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 we're here for him, and uh, you know, if anyone's got any advice or they can offer uh, some help for serial thriller in in uh, overcoming his issues and problems, then they should. I mean. uh, just, just to approach the subject and, and perhaps uh, and, and sort of finish <laughs> the subject. Did uh, you say you don't remember uh, t- sort of t- starting that thread? Did any of those events therein happen in any way? I don't know. I mean, I remember the events happening, but about twelve hours after it, I don't really remember anything happening after that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I've never really experienced anything like that until since you know the last time I went to a bar. Mm. So. Um, it's no, I mean, all I can say is for people who want to help me out, I mm. do accept checks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hope you get through the, the, the traumatic experience. Yeah, and, it was a real, really you know. traumatic experience for me. And if you ever need a, a, any kind of a lift, Mark's there for you. So, um, that's good news. Well, Lewis Amigo was very eager to... Uh, make some advances on me after that <laughs> it was you've, got a shared, you've definitely got a shared interest there's shared themes okay, yeah mate, I know we're going to let right. you go hopefully um, hopefully some everyone's you know hopefully everyone's already gone but um, <laughs> for those of you yeah, that have mate. hopefully there's nothing that's offended you there okay cheers buddy we'll, we'll catch up okay. with you soon no doubt and yeah. Uh, yeah. thanks well, very much I, I think it was the French accent really that really was the problem I think that was the worst part by far yeah I think we anyone I, yeah there was there were several calamitous parts of that to be honest yeah they were yeah, yeah. alright cheers man we'll so, speak yeah. to you soon all the best okay just uh, you know coming up next week we'll be reviewing that Leeds game we previewed earlier uh, doing a couple of previews on the Wigan and Middlesbrough games and uh, as the ticket has not been the tickets have not been claimed we will be uh, we will be giving those away once more. Um, if you do find uh, uh, no it's, no no, I was going to say something ridiculous there. You won't find us at Leeds. It's, it's pointless. Okay, well thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye now. Okay. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.